Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the all-new episode of The Absolute 10 and 6. I am Big Town Brown. With me, as always, is Darth Batman. Darth, what's going on, buddy? Oh, you know, um, just a quiet day here um, as a Browns fan. I mean, uh, I haven't heard anything. What have you heard? No, what, I mean, I would I would assume that uh, the Browns head coaching shirts would end today. Um, you know, there's a lot of speculation out there. You know, you know, I am a Freddie Kitchens guy through and through. Um, ever since Easy Weave had told me about him, uh, I can't bullshit. <laughs> Screw you, Easy. <laughs> uh, oh, I mean, what a, what a great day to be a Browns fan. We named the head coach, Darth. Oh yeah, dude. Dude, you have no idea. Like, 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 I, I'm not kidding you. Like, I was working and my phone kept pop- popping up with like NFL notification, NFL notification, and all of a sudden, like, I was just, I had a feeling it was just gonna happen. And then, like, after the twelfth one, I'm like, Freddie, uh, Ohio, uh, Cleveland Browns uh, hire Freddie Kitchens as their head coach, and I'm yes. like, fuck yeah. I mean, what a what a what a top. Well, let me let me say this. A top hire for Cleveland. Nothing says Browns football like an actual football guy like Freddie Kitchens is. Former Alabama quarterback, um, former coach, former offensive coordinator, running backs coach. I mean, come on now. We all say, let's run the ball. Let's run the ball. Let's run the ball. He was a running backs coach. Oh, yeah. Promoted to, promoted to uh, interim head or assistant. Oh, I'm sorry, intern offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Got labeled the title of associate head coach, which, you know, Darth, what what is an associate head coach as opposed to an assistant head coach? Well, he's not the assistant to the head coach, so I'm happy about that one. Um, I don't know. I I guess it's just kind of telling Hugh he's an idiot and you ignoring him. Yeah, and see, to me, when when Dorsey now, all right, let's 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 think about this for a second, and I want to hear your opinion. Who hired Freddie Kitchens? Haley or Dorsey? See, here's the thing: is I've heard that Dorsey really liked Kitchens yep. before, and I know that this might be, you know, hey, let, let, let's hype hype the guy up more. But but that that's what I've been reading lately. Is just you know, Dorsey liked the guy, and it maybe not necessarily been. It may Haley's like, hey, let's bring him in. But I mean, for the fact you gotta think. All right, if Haley's gonna bring in a guy, why is Haley gonna bring in the assistant or a? Was it assistant head associate. coach? Associate head coach. Why is he going to bring a guy with a title that's kind of a little bit ahead of his? I don't know. Uh, yes, yeah, because he, and see, that's that's what I'm thinking too. That's what I'm thinking too. Um, go ahead, go ahead. Um, because uh, I've also heard rumors that you know when, when the whole uh, um, the, the the great divide happened with the Hugh and Haley th- yeah. uh, thing, that there was uh, uh, chirps about maybe having Freddie Kitchens be the interim head coach at the time. Yeah, and I heard things about Al Saunders and Freddie Kitchens. It was kind of a surprise that uh, Greg kind of got the nod for that. Um, I think the nod for that with Greg about getting the interim head coach spot was kind of, you know, um, leader amongst men. Um, Kitchens hasn't been with the organization that long. Um, Greg has longer, at least longer than Kitchens. Um, that and uh, so I think it was it was it was kind of it was kind of the right move to make him the intern head coach. That and, and give that yeah get, get yeah get give Kitchens the uh, offensive coordinator role. Uh, me personally, I thought it would be Al Saunders that got the uh, offensive coordinator role. 
That, I mean, uh, that was the first rumor that came out was Al Saunders. Sure. And then Freddie Kitchens, I'm like, Freddie who? <laughs> and then uh, uh, you see him uh, 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 going out there, and it's just like, at that first game, I mean, well, it was the uh, uh, Kansas City Chiefs game. So it wasn't yes. like, it wasn't the beautiful, best game in the world. It was, you know, I mean, it was his first regular season game that he ever called, and it's against, well, Kansas City Chiefs. So, um I mean, he didn't. I mean, we scored what, what, twenty-one points or twenty-four points in that game. So, while yes. while while um, we didn't win that game and we didn't win that game close, he still at least you know made it a semi-competitive game. But what I was gonna say was uh, the reason why they decided to go with uh, 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 double G was because they wanted. Uh, they decided that right off the bat, you know, Freddie was gonna get the offensive spot. They want yeah. be, they want him to call the plays, but they wanted him to just focus on the offense. Let's see what you can do on offense. Let's see what you can do with Baker. Just focus on that. Let's let let's do that, and then we'll go from there, kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, focus on the offense. Focus on what you're doing with Baker, and you know, the, see what kind of what kind of tip the hand, and and you know, I mean, you follow me on Twitter. By the way, guys, follow us both on Twitter. Follow the podcast on Twitter. I am at Big Town Brown on Twitter. Um, Darth is what? Are, what are you at? Darth Batman one? Yes, yes. Okay, I believe follow us both so. on Twitter. Follow the podcast. Uh, the podcast is at T Six Podcast on Twitter. Um, you know we're the number one podcast for Browns fans. Talk to the Browns fans on Dogs by Nature, only on Dogs by Nature, mind you. Um, actually, you, you know, qu- quick correct correction. It's actually at Darth underscore Batman one. So we've been telling everybody wrong. So the reason why you couldn't find me was because probably, we've been. That's probably, that's probably why you got three followers. I have. <laughs> thank you very much. It's forty one hundred and forty three. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Okay. And I am. We will correct this right now. All right. All right. Let's. We'll rewind this. I am at Big Town underscore Brown. That's why we don't have many followers because we've been telling people to follow the wrong people the whole time. So whoever is at Big Town Brown probably has a million followers. Dark Batman won two million followers. Uh, All right. so, so, ladies and gentlemen, follow the correct accounts uh, on Twitter at Big Town underscore Brown. And Darth, you are at Darth underscore Batman one. At Darth underscore Batman one, I will have to write this down for the next podcast. I know because I realize because I realized that uh, uh, um, uh, we have been. Uh, yeah, there actually is a Darth Batman one. So um, there's an at Big Town Brown too. Of course, I actually do have more followers than that guy. So uh, all his nine followers are probably Browns fans. So, anyways, uh, this guy's this guy's like, why is a bunch of fucking Browns fans following me right now? Like. What? I am a diehard freaking 49ers fan over here in the left coast. Like, why Browns fans? Yeah, well, <laughs> that, well. Yeah, that, that reminds me of, like, Darth, when we, uh, you know, Carolina Browns backers, home of the Browns backers here in Charlotte, North Carolina, we meet at Flight Music at Beer Hall, downtown North Carolina. Come check us out. Um, it's always fun that uh, whenever, you know, whenever we meet up for the game, Darth, <laughs> well, you know, we'll sit there, we'll, we'll pack two. 200, 200 Browns fans, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, we're, we're in the heart of Panthers country. Like, literally walking distance from the sta- Panther Stadium. And we'll be sitting there watching the game, and all of a sudden, here comes, like, five Panthers fans just looking to watch the Panthers game, have a good time, you know, maybe eat some chicken wings, grab mm-hmm. a two, three freaking craft beers, you know, like a bunch yeah. of posers. 
Uh, and they walk in and they're like, the Browns? Really? And like walk out and leave. It would be like it would be like being in Cleveland and walking in and there's like you're like 49ers bar? Like really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like uh Chargers bar? I didn't yeah, even know like, there's like, real Chargers fans out there. Yeah, like aren't you guys a little bit out of place here? <laughs> All right, so yeah, so let's let's get back into this uh Freddie Kitchens hire here. Um I mean, to me it was the right hire. I know there was rumors of how do you pronounce the guy's name? I call him Snuffleupagus or Staff Infection. Uh, or uh, Stan Frankese or whatever. What's his name? I, uh, uh, the dude that looks like uh, Bruce Campbell. Yeah, never heard of the fucking guy before. Uh, don't really care about him. He had a second interview. But, you know, like I was telling people all along, I truly believe, Darth, that these quote-unquote head coaching interviews mm-hmm. was secretly to interview kitchen staff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 I, I completely understand. And I was also hearing about the uh, they were doing uh, uh, FaceTime with Baker during the interviews. So I mean, that's, that's, that's clutch. I mean, who else are you? I mean, you're going to look for your number one draft pick to have kind of a little bit of a say in here, and especially guys he's never fucking met before. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know, guys, he's never fucking met before. It would, you know, it would be like you know, me running an automotive shop, which I do, by the way, mm-hmm. um, and somebody like hiring, you know, my boss, yeah, to come in and like help me run the shop. I expect to be sitting on the interview, and I expect to have a little bit, a little bit of say about it, you know. And I can't, you know, I can't imagine Baker was just like, nope, next, nope, next, nope, next. And again, he might have. You know, Baker's kind of Baker's got that kind of attitude. Oh yeah. Um, but you know, I, I I could see it being like, hey, you know, hey Baker, this is Snuff Coach Snuffleupagus here. Um, you know, he represents the Minnesota Vikings. He's coming in to interview for the head coaching position because the Browns technically without a head coach, or I'm sorry, Snuffleupagus, they could not interview him anything but the head coaching position being an offensive coordinator previously. Mm-hmm. I do believe that was the correct terms about it. So they brought him in for a second interview. Now I heard rumors of the second interview going down today, the second interview going down yesterday. He was at the Minnesota airport coming to Cleveland. Dude, smoke screen in a fucking half. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean it's, like, it's Dorsey. He is he is the king of smoke screens. Like, if he was a Pokemon, that would that's like his uh, 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 his special move is smoke screen, and then his other one would be uh, 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 um, chomp because I mean he's always chomping on gum. But anyways, sorry tangent. But there. I mean, yeah, it it kind of brings us back to the whole thing of um, you know saying that uh, I think that Kitchens was Dorsey's guide the whole time, and I think. I looked at the, I kind of looked at the timestamps a little bit earlier today of when Kitchens got hired, when Haley got hired. They were kind of both announced around the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of both announced around the same time. But nobody really paid attention to that associate head coach title. Yeah, because, I sure didn't. No, no, and I didn't really hear. I didn't really hear rumbles of it until he got promoted to offensive coordinator. It was like, oh yeah, by the way, did you know he was a uh, associate head coach this whole time. You know, so so I don't think that Haley would have gave him. Well, he wouldn't have the authority, quote-unquote, to give him that title of that. And he sure the hell wouldn't want to, because like you said, why would he give somebody the title that's kind of 
outranks him. Yeah. Of somebody that he brings in. Yeah, well, well, like like I said earlier, it's like I remember uh, uh, at work, and I was talking to uh, – this back when I – my old job. I was uh, talking to another yeah. guy. We we're talking about Hugh Jackson. He he's a he's a a, a a Broncos fan, but we're sitting there talking about the uh, this whole thing, and he's like, uh, "I told him we fired Hugh Jackson." He's all like, "Yeah, good job and everything." He's like, "Who's who's gonna call your offensive plays?" And well, I told him about Haley too. He's like, "Who's gonna call your offensive plays?" I'm like, "Uh, Freddie Kitchens." He's like, "Who's that?" I'm like, "Have no idea." I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. He, I mean, looking looking at that guy, that dude is like. I mean, I would ex- I would expect if I met Freddie Kitchens, I would expect him to be a blue nose guy or a blue collar guy, football fan. I'm pretty sure if uh, uh, looking at him, he looks like Cleveland. He looks like Cleveland. He looks if like Cleveland he could... had a profile picture. That's Freddie Kitchens. Freddie Kitchens looks like he's that cool uncle that drinks a twelve pack of PBR and uh, gives you fireworks to play with when nobody's looking. He's Uncle Big Town. Uh, Uncle Big, he is a lot like you. That, that that's pretty much how I, I. I mean, we have the same haircut. We both rock the cul-de-sacs. We both got a little bit of beard. Well, my my beard's kind of grown out more than his stubble right now, but you know it could change with him. But I mean, come on, dude. The freaking for 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 this dude Kitchens, his freaking dog pound uh, hoodie that he wore on the sidelines. You know why he wore that? Yeah, I do actually. His but daughter's like. Them. I know exactly. The dude is his like, daughters were like, I really like this. I really like this hoodie. He's like, cool. I'm going to wear it on the sidelines every game. Like, dude, every, every game. game. That's my guy. That, <laughs> that's you know what I mean. Exactly. That's, that, that's a guy that I could see like people like gin and tonic sitting down with and smoking a good black and mild. He is going to. I'm doing the Kermit the Frog. Um, Sipping tea right now. He he is going to rage out on you on that one, but uh, <laughs> but yeah. So, I mean, seriously, the dude looks like. I mean, you could sit there and drink a beer with him, and he'll tell you some goofy ass story from back when he was, you know, at Alabama or something like that about you know this prank he pulled or something like that. Nothing crazy, but you know, it's still funny. That and he probably knows the best dad jokes in the world. I could just imagine oh, yeah. that he's he's, he's he's a dad joke guy. I bet he wears New Balances. I, I, I would I would be disappointed if he didn't. Um, oh, no. I, he he is literally the Bill Belichick of dad jokes. I'm sure. If he, if I'm he sure. had a son, he'd call him Bub. Ah, <laughs> uh, dear Lord. But I, mean, I, I I love the guy. I love the higher um, football guy. Yes, sir. Gets his football quarterback mm-hmm. Baker, football head coach Kitchens, and you know it's, what the funny thing is. Match- it's a match made in heaven. And then, other than you know us guys at Dogs by Nature, um, who is uh, uh, the the sponsor or the supporting uh, uh, company of this podcast, um, nobody really like like everything that's happened since Dorsey's come in has been completely out of left field. Other than you know like you know guys like you, me, Easy, and all the all the other guys on the podcast podcast for the most part other than uh uh, uh Flonius because he doesn't like uh Baker Mayfield's ability to make uh breakfast burritos um oh no no seriously that that's a real thing ask him about it he'll tell you um, I have not heard about that yeah that get, was, it, get into that let me hear about that uh well well I, I, I don't well no 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 this, this is too long of a story but anyways he no, 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 come on come on we got time at okay. least give me the cliff notes so uh, apparently uh there was picture or a twit twit tweet 
of uh, Baker Mayfield was talking about making breakfast for his uh, uh, girlfriend, and they were just like eggs and some like a couple pieces of bacon in a tortilla, and yeah. and then Thelonious is like, well, if he makes, uh, it's like I don't like the way he makes breakfast burritos. Those are the worst breakfast burritos I've ever seen, and that was his kind of thing. So I always make jokes about him. Uh, I mean, I always make jokes about it when I was talking to him on the, on the chow. But anyways. I digress. So he, he doesn't care for he doesn't care for Baker Mayfield because of his breakfast. Burritos. No, he didn't care for him back then. He's all in ah. on Baker. By no means is he not in on Baker. I mean, how you how, how you can? I and mean, I mean Thelonious Seven. Hat tip to that guy. If you guys do not follow him, uh, please do. He is known for his great music. Oh yeah, super great podcast. Um, I mean his 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 music his music has got national attention from. Nathan Zagura of Cleveland Browns Daily in the Njoku song. Zagura showed that, uh, or rather played that um, audio clip to Njoku, and Njoku loved it. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that part. Yeah, there was um, me and me and Thelonious uh, Seven were kind of tweeting back and forth with Zagura about that song, and he's like, "Yeah, dude, I showed it to." Um, Najoku, Najoku freaking loved it. I see, mean, how could you not? See, see, I, I, I knew I, I was actually, I didn't realize, uh, I, I actually listened to it live when I heard uh, uh, Zagur say something about, uh, call, say something about it, but I didn't realize he showed it to Njoku. Yeah, I'd be pretty proud of that. I'm not gonna lie. But anyways, back oh, to yeah. what I was trying to say. Like, yeah. uh, um, other than you know us guys in our little circle of people, the whole. Uh, uh, um, Baker Mayfield drafting Baker Mayfield, and then the Freddie Kitchen stuff. Like, like your casual Browns fan, like, like they're gonna. They're, I, I'm sure there, there, there's gonna be a lot of, uh, of crap uh, and, and shit posting about you know uh, uh, hiring Freddie Kitchens from your casual Browns fan. Like I love, I watch the Browns, you know, every Sunday that my uh, wife doesn't make oh, me sure. m- yeah. make me mow the lawn. Uh, uh, every year, and I've been doing this for 45 years, and Baker Mayfield is not a quarterback, and then Freddie Kitchens ain't a head coach. It's like, dude. Yeah, I, that's that's the guys That's the guys that pay attention to national pundits such as that bitch Colin Cowherd mm-hmm. um, and, and just see shit and kind of roll with it, you know? The actually, Don't really put too much... Too much thought or effort into anything, and the the funny thing is, is I actually ran into a a, a guy here lately, and I saw uh, at a gas station he's wearing a Browns uh, uh brownie elf hat, and I said, "Go Browns!" He's like, "How about?" And he, uh, we were talking about you know firing Hugh and everything, and how awesome that it was, and how the Bengals might hire him and everything. And he's like, "I didn't like Baker when we drafted him, but I'm happy about we have him now." I'm like, "Welcome, welcome," you know. I will not say I did not like Baker Mayfield as the college quarterback because I, I kind of did. I mean, you could if if you look at my tweets from past. I mean, and dig through them, please do dig through yeah. them. He's no Kyle Oletta though. No, nah, I mean he's no <laughs> Kyle Oletta. I mean, but you know. All right, so you got. Him. But <laughs> anyway, 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 um, what I always said about Baker Mayfield is. The kid has the arm to make every single throw. And the one thing I loved about Baker coming out of college is the way he can adjust his arm to make every single throw. I see him do sidewinders. I see him do over the head. I've seen him pitch it out, you know. Now, every now, single throw the kid can make. The only thing that I did not like and I did not really care for 
is kind of the on-field cockiness, you know? Really? And Are you well, serious? That is totally I know, like I know ba- me. I know me. That's I totally, know me. Right, right, right. That's totally so, you in a bag. But, yeah, I know. I know. I know. But the, the whole thing I said was, like, if he shows that shit against, like, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's going to eat his lunch. Oh, you're worried. You're okay. I get where you're coming from. This you're worried about, like, like, and I'll say by no means was this a you thought he was Johnny Manziel, but I'm just gonna, oh, hell no, hell no, hell no, 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 no. I'm saying, I, I could, I could the, just, no, no, I could just, no, no, see, you, I could just, like, you know, before we draft him, I could see he lines up, you know, yeah, for the coin toss. They don't shake his hand, he grabs his fucking junk at him, and you know. Here comes here comes fucking the dirtiest player that the Bengals or you know Pittsburgh has, mm-hmm. and just flatlines his ass and lays his ass out. Yeah, you know because because that type of stuff like the cockiness and like that type of cockiness, you know, in the NFL people go after you hard, mm-hmm. very very hard. I mean, eyes in the face, well, punches in the nuts. You know, well, since they, they don't they don't care they don't care. I mean, thirty thousand uh, uh, dollar you know uh, fine to them is nothing. Yeah, exactly. Like, they don't. They don't care. There's a. There's a lot of a lot of man pride, a lot of man testosterone and man pride on the line in the NFL. But then again, we got the guy. I embraced him, loved him, came out, and j- the Jets game. Dart, 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 touchdown. Oh yeah. And, and then we won the game, and I'm like, I'm hooked. He could do anything. I'm hooked. And then and he throws that stare down the queue, and I'm like, that's my guy. There's my guy. I will stand up for uh, him. I will fight for him. There's my guy. And like, then he comes over to ki- and then he comes over to kitchens. Dong drop. That's my guy. That's my <laughs> guy right there. And w- what told me that Kitchens was the head coach of the Cleveland Browns coming forth. And I do believe it's around the time that I tweeted, you know, Browns Browns will make Kitchens the next head coach. Announcement to come. It's been a couple weeks since I tweeted that, but whatever. You know, it was when. Kitchens came up to Baker on the sidelines. Baker's got his, you know, coat on and everything. And Kitchens comes up to him and starts bullshit with him back and forth. And he's like, and he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and pulls the old, uh, scratches the chin nuts. Oh, yes. I, you I, that? Yes, yes, yes. And, yeah, and, Baker, and Baker, Baker pushes Baker, away. Baker, Baker tickles the under chin. And I mean. And Baker walks away. He's like. If, if, you're not, if, if you're PG and don't know what that means, that pretty much means you're sucking my dick right now. Yeah, he. I'm, I'm scratching my nuts because you're sucking my dick right now. Uh, and, then, and then you have the whole dong drop to, to to kitchens right there. And I was like, you can't break that up. And I'm and I'm thinking to myself the whole time, like, Dorsey knows this, knows that you cannot break this up whatsoever. This is the guy. He's he's going to be the head coach. This is the guy. And, and with way, way way Dorsey is, I'm sure he loved that. But going back oh, to that, 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 I loved how like you know. Uh, he comes up there, scratches his chin, and everything. He pushes it away. He looks at uh, Baker, looks at Stan. He's like, "That dude's an idiot," kind of thing. I love that. Like they're, I mean, literally, they just act like they're best friends. Dude, I and like I like I told you off the air before. I've heard that Dorsey is the biggest ball buster within the organization. Oh yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, have oh, you yeah. seen have you seen his like uh 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 a uh, picture of back when he was in in, in his playing days oh, with yeah. his mustache? <laughs> but oh, yeah. dude look like he would mess with anybody but the, but then you have the whole training camp thing and baker's um you know baker's imitation of john dorsey mm-hmm. and you knew you knew right then and there like dude we love dorsey we already love baker this is something fucking special 
And then you got Kitchens, the Dong Drop, the Chin Scratch, the, you know, everything. You, you knew, like, I knew at least that it was a match made in heaven, and you do not split this up. And from, from what I gather that, um, and kind of like what you were saying about Baker sitting in on the interviews, like, you know, it was kind of it was kind of Baker's Baker's and uh, Kitchen show, and everybody proved proved to me here's my guy. I think Dorsey was pretty much like here's my guy. Prove to me he's your guy because I already got a guy. Yeah, yeah. Talk me out of it. Yeah, yeah. Talk. talk I can find another head coach. I can't find another Baker Mayfield. But I, I think that's that's pretty much like how the interviews went. You know, it was uh, you, you made him the associate head coach. You, you kind of threw the hat out there that that was your guy already. You got your quarterback guy. These guys have great chemistry together. Mm-hmm. So all of your interviews, I could, I could literally see it going down as Dorsey. Everybody walks in, you know, Dorsey gives a little speech. He, Dorsey goes, hold on. Pulls Baker up on Skype and says, hey, this is my guy. Prove to me that's your guy. Guy. <laughs> but anyway. And then. And then and then some coaches going da 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 da, and like stuttering on it because they don't know what to think, you mm-hmm. know. But now you save the best for last. The seventh head coach interviewed, quote unquote, interviewed for the head coaching job. Lucky number seven was Kitchens. If only he was which, six. <laughs> which, like I've been saying all along, Kitchens was interviewing all along. I yeah. mean, dude, Kitchens <laughs> walked in to Dorsey's office during his former interview. He goes, yeah, here for you for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, scotch or bourbon? Ah, uh, scotch. You know, cool. <laughs> that's that's hey, how I see it going down. I've had a few of those interviews myself, so. Yeah, that's how I see it going down. I mean, Kitchen's playbook itself yeah. spoke volumes. Yeah, exactly. And the way he, uh, uh, um, I mean, the way, what way the players react to him. The way, uh, I mean, go back uh, to, and this was on uh, CBD, uh, uh, Earlier this week, uh, back when uh, actually I think it was today's CBD, uh, when you talk about Batonio, uh, how you know he literally, Dor- or uh, not Dorsey. Sorry, I'm I'm looking at pictures of Dorsey for some odd reason. Uh, um, Kitchens walk in, walked into the lineman room, and it's like, hey, what are your favorite? Uh, what are your five f- favorite run plays? The ones you yeah, like, I, I you like, will never I like mess this, up. I like this option. When you look at tape, mm-hmm. what do you see? What and do he, you like? And and apparently he does that with every group. Uh, um, uh, like, and he does it even in game. Like, like he'll look at like, like, do you prefer this? Do you like, like, not just the linemen, but like the wide receivers. Talk about like Landry's. Talk about you know. He'll ask you, like, do you like prefer this? Do you prefer that? Uh, what? And I mean that makes that makes sense too. I mean the the players have the field vision. They see it on the field. They hear the banter back and forth. They hear the uh, linebackers and everything talking back and forth. You know, they, they hear the linemen talking back and forth. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, sometimes, you know, when the, um, you know, sometimes the offensive will break before the defensive, not all the time. But, I mean, sometimes you can hear what the other team's saying, you know? Yeah. yeah. They'll call out something, and you're like, I got it. Yeah. I, I saw this in tape. I got it. Mm-hmm. You know, so so him asking players like that, like, hey, you know, I see this. What do you see? Coach, I see the same thing. You mm-hmm. know, or... Or being like, you know, hey, when I see this, it means this. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, we're going to run this. What do you think about doing that? I that, fucking love it. That or, hey, when you're matched up with this guy, what works best with you? Where, where yeah. you, you, you could beat your man. Or, yeah. or you know, hey, uh, uh, um, you know, Landry. Or not Landry, but uh, 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 yeah, Landry. How far do you think you can throw that damn ball? I can throw it pretty damn far. 
All right, let's do it. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> but uh, I think with this, we should take a quick break, come back, and yeah, keep let's Uber. Take a, yeah, definitely. Let's take a quick break. I, I agree. We'll and then, come back with more Kitchen's Playbook brought to you by Easy Weave. <laughs> and his weave. And his weave. All right, we'll be right back. We'll be right back. Kitchen's Playbook coming up next. And we are back with another episode of the Absolute Ten and Six. Um, so yeah, uh, let, let's talk about this uh, Freddy Kitchen's playbook that is so vaunted. I heard that the I greatest he- fucking playbook in the history of time. I heard I heard it's so great that that there even is a Twitter account for it. I saw that Twitter account. Uh, let me look it up real quick. Oh, there it is. It is at Freddy Playbook on Twitter. It is the official playbook of. Looks like of the head head coach. Oh, that that feels good to say. The head coach of the Cleveland Browns. I know, I know. Now, I mean, Darth. This is a playbook that we saw. I saw. You saw. Everybody in the free world saw, except a guy named Easy Weave. Didn't see shit because he's blind. He's freaking watching Cleveland Browns edition of Bird Box over here. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, this is this is a playbook that you know we saw his creativity of the uh, Landry belly counter that happened twice. That also the next week, um, the Pittsburgh or I'm not not Pittsburgh, but the uh, Panthers and whoever the team was they were playing also ran that play. So I, he is innovative in the NFL. People are stealing his uh, people are stealing his playbooks. You got plays like the uh, the belly counter from Landry. Landry's pass to Perryman, which was freaking brilliant. Um, let, me, let me I want to say my favorite play before before you say it. Yeah, it's the one where Baker pitches it back to himself. Like where literally yes. he literally throws it up. Like I've never seen a quarterback actually let the ball leave his hands. Fake to- dude, he fake tosses it to Duke so well that even Duke like turned around. I and I, I, I didn't even realize that back? live. I didn't realize that live until someone pointed that out. Look back and like Duke's like, uh, uh, oh, okay, you got this. Like, like literally, it looked like he was about to fumble it. And I'm like, at first I'm like, is that? Did he accidentally almost? I'm like, no, no, that that's what he went to do. And it's a backward lateral, so therefore it's legal. It's a backward now, lateral. Now, yeah, backward now, lateral now to great, himself. Um, yeah, great, great uh, intuition by Baker to make that and make it look good. But Kitchens was also in his headset and told him to do it. Now I now I understand that you know people haters out there, easy weave, um, say that you know hey it's Haley's old playbook, you know Haley's old playbook. Well, it's not. It's not the same freaking playbook. I mean, you're you're taking a team with Haley that was garbage. And a team with Kitchens that was almost top five in the top five in the league offensively. Oh yeah, it's right. it's, it's got to be something different. Now, granted, the um, maybe the technology was the same. I mean, or not the technology, but the technical terms of the play calling was the same. I mean, the you basic know, concepts. You know, the quarterback ye- throws yellow, the ball. Yellow white, yeah, yellow white slant. Yeah. But I mean formations and shit like that everybody runs the same damn formation i mean yeah i mean the quarterback's gonna throw the ball the the run receiver's gonna run the ball i mean it may be the same plays but it, it it's it's 
it's a new touch on it. And here's the thing is, with with this whole, you know, is this this dude's playbook? Is this dude's playbook? But all these playbooks go back to one man, one man only. That is Paul Brown. They just took that playbook and they just added on and innovated it more. And they just call it different names and they tried a little bit different. Let's try this. Let's add this to this. Let's add this to that. Let's throw the ball forward kind of thing. I mean, yeah. I mean, just because, you know, hey, he got his playbook or his playbook is a uh, um, a – a evolution of Todd Haley's Todd Haley's playbook probably came from somebody else. And that playbook came from somebody else. And that playbook came from somebody else. And it was just an evolution of it. That's all it is. And who cares what, where the playbook came from? It works. And he's probably going to keep with that same kind of style because it works. And he knows it works. And Freddie kitchens is a guy who's going to go deviate from that just because this is my job and I'm going to show this and blah, blah, blah. And I'm right. gonna whip out my uh, uh, elephant trunk. I mean, it, you know, it's, uh, like kind of like Hugh, Hugh Jackson tried to invert his own playbook and freaking reinvent the wheel, and, and you know, it kind of fell off. He wasn't ready to adapt to the players around him. Oh yeah, and you know, I kind of think if he would have, dude, I think if Kitchens would have been around, we probably could still be seeing Kaiser. Who knows? You, you know, actually, the funny thing is, uh, uh, we mentioned the Hugh Jackson thing, and, and this is a thought I had. Uh, um, um, Essentially, uh, Freddie Kitchens is the anti Hugh Jackson. I mean, yeah. because every oh, yeah. Hugh Jackson is, I need players for my scheme and my scheme only. Freddie Kitchens is like, all right, I got these guys. These guys do these things. Let's do this. Let's make you can run that way. You can run that way. That works best for you guys. Uh, I mean, seriously, it's not that hard. I mean, I don't get. I mean, it, it also goes back to this whole clock management uh, crap that everybody talks about. I bet, you know, I bet we're not going to have clock management issues this this coming year. I can almost guarantee you that it's not going to be an issue because Freddie Kitchens is going to be on top of that crap. I mean, we didn't really see too many clock issues out of, you know, the last final games with Kitchens and Greg Williams. Well, there were a the couple helm. there are a couple plays in the Baltimore game where it's like, dude, or there's one where it's like, yeah, dude, sure. you need to challenge that kind of thing. And then every, then, every then he calls a timeout. And he didn't challenge like, – like instead of a challenge, he's like, all right, now you wasted a timeout. At least challenge the play even though there, it wouldn't be successfully because, I mean, there's like two minutes left. You're not going to be able to challenge anything after this point. Just go ahead and challenge it instead of just calling a timeout because maybe you get lucky and they're like, oh, yeah, that's obviously a touchdown kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and, you know, kind of going back to Kitchen's playbook, there's a great article that I – got done reading right before it recorded on uh, on Freddie Kitchens and on why his play calling helped earn him the spot in the uh, Cleveland Browns head coaching search uh, by Jake Burns on Twitter. Uh, Jake Burns has really taken off on Twitter, uh, really has been doing great in the uh, Browns film room. Um, and he's and he's got a article out right now on Cleveland.com. It says Freddie Kitchens, eight plays that helped him earn the Cleveland Browns head coaching job. Film room. And it breaks it down. It, it gives all eight plays, good breakdown. Everybody go check it out. Yes, yes, yes. It, further, it furthermore proves to everybody that Kitchens has his own playbook. And, and, and on, Kitchens uh, will still have his own playbook no matter who the offensive coordinator coach may be. Like, seriously, like Jake Burns is awesome. Like, he's one of the guys who's like, if I don't have an opinion on something and I see him have an opinion on something, and he's going to show you proof why it's this. I'm gonna take his opinion, and he wanted um, uh, uh, um, our, our our boy Kitchens as much as we did. So yes. um, 
cheers to Jake Burns. And you can find him on Twitter at Jake Burns, uh, at Jake underscore Burns 18. Dude's awesome. Yeah, dude is dude is very awesome. He's doing great things right now. Hat tip to that guy. So let's let's. I mean, we talked about a lot, a lot about uh, Freddie Kitchens, why he loved him, why he's great. Kitchens playbook um, that everybody knew there was a thing besides Easy because Easy doesn't know shit. Um, on dogs by nature. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's let's get into like anybody you could see being uh, defensive coordinator guys for us. Coming in, dude, because we relieved a lot of people today of their coaching duties. I mean, you got quarterbacks coach Ken Zampezi is out. That's not surprising. S- special teams coordinator Amos Jones. Hallelujah. Thank God. Hallelujah. He's out. Linebackers coach Blake Williams, which was going to happen because yep. Greg Williams isn't there. Yep, yep. Um, you have assistant defensive backs coach. Jared Cruz, tight ends coach, Greg Seaman, assistant defensive backs coach, Jared Cruz, offensive quality control coach, Brian Boswell is out. Um, Office assistant coach, Bob Sanders is out. Offensive line coach, Bob Wiley is out. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Bob Wiley's out. Let's get get, get, get a, 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 a set hut for him. Say hut. Say hut. Say hut. We'll miss you, good sir. We'll miss you, good sir. Say hut. Say hut. I'm going to pour one out for my man, Bob Wiley, but I am not going to pour it onto the floor because he would not appreciate me wasting beer. I am going to pour it into my mouth. Yes. Say hut. He will be missed. He will be missed. He will be missed. He will be missed. I mean, I, I and I completely understand with the defensive coordinator that, that, that moving forward – Trying to have uh, uh, Greg Williams. I don't know the exact you know uh, uh, story behind everything you know, or what what the conversations that had happened with in 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 house. Yeah. I will miss him as a guy. The dude. Yes. I mean, Greg Williams does des- deserve props. I mean, he's one of only three. Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. One of only three head coaches for the Cleveland Browns ever to walk away with a winning record as the head coach. Granted, Who it was the other two. Was that? Who were the other two? Paul Brown and I can't remember the other guy's name. I can't remember the other guy's name. I saw it earlier today, and I'm like, "Wow!" Because I I made a reference. I'm like, "Well, he was the only head coach since the return to have a winning season when he left, or, or, or have a winning record by the time he left." And then it turned out he was only one of three that actually had a winning record overall. Um, but you know what he did for this team, well, the way he brought this team together. Uh, Greg Williams, we salute you, and I I I wish I do really wish. For for the first time in a long time, do I wish the best for our defensive coordinator, mm-hmm. and I hope he lands well and he does well for the rest of. Go home, pet your dogs, uh, um, drink drink a beer or whatever you drink, sir. Eat some lozenges, and you know, may you be blessed for the rest of your life, sir. Thank you for for bringing us what we got to see on the last half of this season. So other than those yeah. guys, who else? Who else did we lose? Because I honestly, you, this so, is this is breaking news to me. Bob, Bob Sanders, Bob Wiley. Um, you got assistant assistant offensive line coach Mark Hudson, defensive quality c- control coach Eric Sanders, and Cribs. Whoa, whoa, whoa. and Wiley. Cribs, Cribs is out. Ah. Cribs is out. But you know, 
it, it, it kind of it kind of washes the whole you know that's Hugh Jackson's crew. Now whoa, you can't really whoa, you can't whoa. really pin you can't really pin Hugh on Hugh Jackson's crew because Cribs is Cleveland. I about to say you do not do not associate Cribs with Hugh. Okay, okay, I, I forget I said that, ladies and gentlemen. Cribs is Cleveland. He is a Cleveland guy through and through. He will always be a Cleveland guy. But you know you gotta you gotta take it for what it is. You know Hugh brought him in. He was a Hugh guy. Okay, technicalities, you win there. I, I will get you that because if you're going to beat me, you're going to beat me on technicalities. So, touche, sir. But, uh, Josh Scripps, we love you, man. Oh, yeah, I always love you. I, I loved mean, you always, watching always, him. As as much as that as a player. puts in for the city of Cleveland, love that guy. He is more Cleveland than Joe Thomas is in, in my eyes. More, more Cleveland. Uh, Joe Thomas never went to another team. Joe Thomas played on one he team. He wasn't forced to. No, but he could have easily gone to another team and made a little crap ton more money on another team, and one probably had a ring or two. If Joe anybody, Thomas doesn't live in Cleveland. Well, because he he moved after he retired, so he could be close to the rest of his family. If you listen to you know the Tomahawk show, Cribs moved his whole family to Cleveland. Did he? Yeah. Well. Joe Thomas raised his whole family there, but he wanted to be rest next to his, or closer to his family, like his parents and stuff like that. It wasn't like he was going to uproot his family who had strong ties in the Wisconsin area. I don't blame him on that, but you know, and Joe Thomas is actually, you know, does you know a weekly thing every week on Cleveland Browns Daily. There is nobody that's more Mister Cleveland alive today than Joe Thomas. Well, I take that back. Uh, uh, Jim Brown is, you know, still number oh, one. Yeah, Mr. Jim Brown's Mr. Cleveland. Yeah, sure, Joe, sure, sure. With, 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 uh, uh, um, Joe Thomas as his assistant, uh, um, Mr. Cleveland or vice Mr. Cleveland. So, yeah. So, 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 Joe, so Cribs is like the secretary of state, Mr. The Cleveland. secretary of the state of Cleveland. Yes. Yes. yes to president Thomas. No, no, no. Vice president Thomas. Vice President Thomas. Yeah, yeah, that's pres- right. It's Brown President Brown. President Thomas. Yeah, yeah. I mean, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. no one's gonna beat him. No, no, definitely. Well, definitely. okay, this is gonna be long because <laughs> you gotta throw Kozar in there too. So, uh, well, let's move on before we get this entire cabinet built up. Well, of Co- Mr. Cleveland. Kozar, Kozar could be kind of like um, the first lady. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. First lady, in a sense. And yeah, first lady. Okay. I'll give, <laughs> I'll give that to Kozar. Yeah. And watch. I'm going to get a hateful email from Bernie Kozar. Honestly, I would. that would be the greatest thing ever if in my life. If you get a hateful email to Bernie Kozar, CC me in that. Oh, oh, oh dear. Or if I get one from him, I, I mean, I literally would just, just get off all social media forever and say, I have plateaued. I am never going to succeed more than getting a hateful email from Bernie Kozar. <laughs> and if you want to find, if you want to email Bernie, it is uh, Darth at gmail dot com. So uh, uh, there it is, sir. <laughs> nice. All right, let, let, let's take just a short little break, and we'll get back into a little bit of uh, maybe possible offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators, just a little bit of that. That sounds good to me. Now we'll be right back.
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Absolute 10 and 6, the number one podcast for Browns fans talking to Browns fans only on Dogs by Nature. I am, of course, Big Town Brown. And back with me is Darth Batman. Darth, we got into a lot of Freddy Kitchens. We got into more Freddy Kitchens. Um, we talked about how much Easy Weave copies everybody's lifestyle. Um, you know, we, we kind of did it all in the first two segments. Uh, next segment, you know, let, let's kind of get into guys that we see fit for maybe the defensive coordinator role because with the uh, coaching firings and everything like that, we're kind of lacking a defensive coordinator. We're lacking a special teams. We're lacking a lot of coaches right now. Yeah. Now, yeah. I, I don't know how Freddie Kitchens is going to put together his coaching staff. I'm sure every single guy in the league has a list of guys that, you know, his his buddy boys. Per yeah. Se. Yeah. And, and you I, know, hey, hey, buddy, we're sitting here bullshitting. Mm-hmm. When I become head coach, you're going to be my defensive coordinator. Well, you're going to be my offense coordinator if I become head coach because I'm a defensive guy. OK, ha ha ha. You know? Yeah. And, and, right deal. and I'm going to be honest with you. I'm sure there might be a couple of coaches that get hired on, uh, um, even if it's maybe not coordinator positions themselves, that are, that are going to be, you know, uh, 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 me heads, uh, um, guys you know john Doyle is like hey oh, sure, sure. hey hey uh, uh because because here, here's the thing is i mean uh um i don't foresee us necessarily hiring an a, a offensive coordinator per se because i think sure. uh, uh, uh um i think it's what terrell austin is his name i think i think his name was uh uh, uh oh. part of the four horsemen of, of the offense uh that's include oh. that's including um uh, uh um john dorsey i think he yep. gets promoted from uh, uh, his position up to offensive coordinator, and he's going to be kind of yeah. like uh, uh, how Matt Lafleur was with uh, uh, when he was offensive coordinator for the Rams. Not he's by no means he's going to be calling plays during the games and stuff, but he's just going to help with the offensive stuff, you know, uh, practices, meetings, stuff like that, kind of doing that kind of stuff, making sure everything's going well. And then come game day, um, it's going to be Freddie Kitchens in his playbook because you know. Uh, uh, Freddie Kitchens is nothing without his playbook. That's right, Easy. I'm on the uh, BTB side on this thing. I think everybody's on BTB side on Freddie Kitchens' playbook. And yes, Besides I'm correct. Easy, it, easy is Ter- it is Terrell. It is Terrell Austin. So yeah, I just seeing on tw- Twitter right now. Uh, um, What's I, his I, name? Terrell Austin. I have to check this guy out. And where did he come from? Uh, he was on the staff with Kitchens in Arizona at one point. I can tell you that, based on the on this tweet I'm seeing. Is that the guy that um, uh, the Lions' defense coordinator, right? Uh, up up until up until previous years, yeah, yeah, yeah. Offensive Lions offense. Okay, I got the wrong Terrell Austin, but I, I, I no, 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 you're right. No, you're right. You're you're right. You're right. Coordinator, defense coordinator for the Lions. Defense. He was actually defensive coordinator to the Cincinnati Bengals this year. Who the hell am I talking about then? <laughs> Who knows? But I mean, I mean, you're right. You kind of you had you kind of have a little bit of Arizona um, back title to them. Um, and you know, like like I was talking about earlier, you know, the guy that I thought could be a a guy in uh, Casey Rogers that is presumably going down to Tampa with uh, Arians, uh, spent some time with Kitchens, you know, w- um, with the Cowboys back in '06. Uh, another guy that you know can be in real consideration is uh, former Falcons defensive coordinator Marquan Manuel. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, 
it's a guy that doesn't really have ties to kitchens, but has a lot of ties to the Browns front office organization. Mm-hmm. He was with he was with the uh, Green Bay Packers back when you know the three horsemen of uh, Highsmith, Elliot Wolf, and John Dorsey were all with the Packers. So there's a lot of ties there. Uh, he will be looking for a job. Uh, a, a guy that I could see kind of you know being thrown into Kitchen's ear. Hey, check this guy out. Um, a, a guy that would kind of have to be released. Um, this is kind of going to be a left field. Uh, James Busher, um, the Giants defensive coordinator. If you look this guy up, he looks like Kitchen's twin brother. Um, that's the only. That's kind of the only way that uh, I see him with them now. Busher was also with uh, Kitchens back in Arizona staff from 2015 to 2017. Um, that could be a key factor in that. You would have to pry him away from the Giants. Um, a- another guy that's kind of a big name could be uh, Patriots linebacker coach Brian Flores. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of what you were saying to me during the break is that, you know, we wouldn't necessarily have to pry him away from the Patriots because he would be taking a uh, promotion upgrade in pay and in ranks being the um, mm-hmm. defensive coordinator. But I don't know. Could, could they could they essentially could they block him or they they can only block him for the same posi- the yeah, same they could position? Yeah, they Yeah, they can only they can technically only deny interviews if he's interviewing for the same spot. The same position. Okay, so they, they cannot deny an interview for a defensive coordinator position. No, no. Kind of like if someone, like, say, um, like with Freddie Kitchens, before we hired him, if someone wanted to interview him for a head coach, we could not say anything. You know, yeah, okay. we, we, okay. We, we wish you would stay as offensive coordinator because you can. they cannot block an upvote or, or an up. Well, see, I could, I could totally see. I mean, we all kind of know how Dorsey works. He kind of works behind the books, kind of mm-hmm. works by himself. He has a little game plan for the future in mind. I can kind of see Flores being a uh, defensive coordinator brought in. Um, could be a backup plan. Not saying it would happen or mm-hmm. have to happen, but could be a backup plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and me and some buddies that uh, you know you know very well. Um, Easy weave. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> gin and tonic. You know uh, Corey. Um, Bernie Kozar is God. Uh, you know, we were all kind of talking about um, guys that have been head coaches that have special teams backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that everybody with special teams backgrounds that made head coaches been great, but the great head coaches that have had special teams backgrounds have all had great special teams when they were head coaches. Mm-hmm. Now you got guys like Bill Cower, you got guys like Harbaugh, you got guys like uh, Brian Polian. Now we'll just take Brian Polian, he's with Notre Dame, but you know Brian Polian um and Belichick. Belichick started with the Browns as a special teams guy. Yeah, and actually at one point in time and, and this has been mentioned in interviews that um Greg Williams was also a special teams coach. Oh, really? Yeah, I I I read that, or he was talking about, you know, when I was special teams coordinator, um, and I'm, I'm going to pull this up right now just to prove myself right. Um, okay. Um, apparently I'm wrong. But yeah. While you're pulling that up, I'll yeah. talk a little bit about Flores. Uh, Flores, you know, he's, he's with the uh, Patriots, uh, linebackers coach with the Patriots. 
the Patriots linebackers. I mean, come on now. It, it, talk about anybody you want with the Patriots. They they put together a good squad. Every every single squad they have the tight end, the offensive line, the linebackers, the secondary. You know, they've all been gr- good to great. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so you know he he is honorable mission to um, kind of be in there, and and you also have um, the Texans linebackers coach uh, John Pagano. You know, he's a very well-respected NFL assistant right now. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's a defense assistant, outline, outside linebackers coach for the Texans. Texans has had some great linebackers, great you know outside linebackers. Um, he was an assistant with the New Orleans Saints back in 96. Um, he doesn't really have any ties to Cleveland per se, but, you know, it could be also named that you kind of, you kind of hear getting thrown out there because now that we have lined up, uh, Kitchens being the head coach, him and Dorsey got to pick out some, uh, got to pick out some, um, coordinators here. Yeah. 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 And speaking of coordinators, the name I was talking about on offense was a guy that I want to stay, um, uh, is actually Ryan Lindley. He was actually oh, yeah. he was the quarterback or one of the quarterbacks for the Arizona Cardinals in 2012, 2013. He was the backup quarterback to uh, Carson Palmer, I believe, in those days. Yes, I, th- yes, I think it was yes. Palmer. Palmer. Yeah. It was yeah. yeah, yeah. That was the guy who I was thinking about uh, twelve conversations yeah. ago. Oh, he is. Well, he is the current running backs coach yeah. of the Browns he, ever he, since. Yeah. When, when, yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. When uh, Kitchens took over mm-hmm. as offense coordinator, he took over as running backs coach. Cause, and, I mean, come on. You, you're, you're talking about you took two guys. Now, the greatest asset to a successful head coach is his, or a successful quarterback, rather, is his running back. Yeah. Okay? So, you have Kitchens, former quarterback, running backs coach. Now head coach. Mm-hmm. You have Lindley, quarterback, running backs coach, maybe offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a stepping stone for him. Yeah. And then, then also you got to think. So 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 if, if this this works out that way, so you got our offensive coordinator as uh, uh, um, Lindley, head coach, uh, Kitchens, both quarterbacks. You got Baker Mayfield, who is our quarterback. And if things work out the way I hope this work out, our backup quarterback, Drew Stanton, quarterback. I mean, because he's a backup quarterback. I mean, I hope our backup quarterback is the actual quarterback. I mean, you got those four guys. And uh, uh, I don't think uh, – essentially, Drew Stanton is the uh, – uh, um, he's he's a player coach. I mean, he is our – he was Josh McCown to Kaiser, at, but better. Because I mean, I mean, I love Josh McCown and Drago. Please don't so beat on, me. So hold on, so hold on. I think you're kind of on to something here. Yes. So Stanton, quarterback. Lindley, quarterback. Kitchens, quarterback. What do they all have in common? They're quarterbacks. Arizona Cardinals. Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. Arizona Cardinals. And that's kind of all what... quarterback guys. And you take Lindley, that it was the uh, the running backs coach when Kitchens got promoted. Mm-hmm. I like this. I like this. I like this. I, I exactly. The thing is, is like, like I mean, you know, that everybody talk about the good old boy system and uh, that crap and everything. But it's like, you know what? Would, who? Well, would hold you, on, hold when on. You hold have, on. No, you no, got, no, no, no. You got, no. You, got, you got Dorsey too. Yeah, he's old buddy boy. But here's the thing: is l- l- let me go with this on this for a second. It's like, 
I get, you know, people get upset with the buddy boy system and everything, but it's like, all right, when you're, when you have a job that, you know, you could be fired within a year or two, wouldn't you rather hire guys that you already know and you've already worked with and you know they're, they're your best chance of success and you know you can work with them than some guy you don't know just because, you know, I don't want to be a buddy boy guy? Not saying it's the, you know, the right answer, but I'm just saying is when your job is the most, literally, like, like a coaching position in the NFL, it's one of the most volatile jobs in the world. I mean, I mean, just look at the Browns head coaching uh, 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 position. I mean, that is, has been the most volatile job since yes. what, Romeo Cornell. Um, yes. So when you have a job that, you know, your, your lifespan could look at two years max if you don't succeed, you're going to put every guy that you know you can work with and you know you can work with them, and you're going to put your best foot forward by hiring those guys. Whether, you know, it's your son, your brother, your uncle, you know that you guys, those guys are going to work with you. Because if not, you're going to end up with a Hugh and Haley situation where, you know, they're going to be at each other's throats because, you know, our buddy boy, our, our good boy, yeah. Freddie Kitchen is going to mention, you know, our running backs are taking too much breaks. I'll take the good old buddy boy system, and I think you're really on the dark uh, on the stuff here, Darth. I, I like the um, I like the Ryan Lindley offensive coordinator because Kitchen's playbook is still going to be in play. Uh, you got Stanton; he's going to be quarterbacks coach because he's already been around Baker Mayfield. He's well, already showed him what. Here's the thing: is the I don't no, 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 no. I don't stay. I don't think Drew Stanton's going to be our quarterback coach. No, I think he's going to be our backup quarterback next year. That's what backup I'm saying. Quarterback slash quarterbacks coach. Well, yeah, I mean, kind of, I mean, Josh McCown with Kaiser, kind of, the, kind of the same, or was it? No, it wasn't Kaiser. No, Kessler. Sorry, it was yeah. Kessler in RG three. Because yeah, we had no quarterback on our team last year that had a winning or had won a game in the NFL ever. Right, right, and that that spells disaster all day long. Yeah, yeah, you saw me that, that game. Spells disaster. You you remember you remember me at the after the Jets game. I hope there? you remember. You you helped me out of the stadium because um, if not I would have probably gotten arrested. Ah, good times, good times. But I was there. I was there. All right, guys, let's let's take another little short break. We'll take just a little short break, uh, and then we'll get back into kind of our end of season review with the Browns. Yes, sir. We'll be right back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is, of course, the Absolute 10 and 6 podcast, only on Dogs by Nature. Of course, I'm Big Town Brown, and with me, again, coming back from the commercial break, Darth Batman. Darth, I know you are not drinking a pop top, so this one's for you, buddy. Well, I am drinking a good sippy sip right now, so. It's good. Speaking of a good sippy sip. I had a really, 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 really good backy today. Um, one that my good buddy Gin and Tonic recommended to me. It is a wood tip wine, black and mild. It was so good. That was my victory cigar for the Freddy Kitchen's hire. <gasps> this is beautiful. So let's get into this, okay? Shall we? Um, we're going to do our end of season review. Uh, the Browns, seven. Eight and one, almost a winning record. Um, so close 
yet so far away. Uh, Darth, it started off, eh, it went, eh, and then it went, hey, okay, okay, okay. You know, how, how did you, uh, similar to what you saw? Mm-hmm. Well, well, I will, I will say, um, like, to me, the first half of the season, like, we could have lost all, you know, first eight, nine games, whatever. Yep, 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 yep. All I care is about once Hugh Jackson was fired. To me, yes. I I think this is a successful season. To me, we are not, you know, seven, eight, and one. We are five and three. And the, what, what, what the nice thing was, though, and this is going to accumulate to back to, you know, the two wins that Hugh Jackson magically was able to win was the fact that it was the Browns versus Ravens game. A minute or so left in the game. We get the ball back. And I'm sitting on the couch. My lovely wife-to-be. Yes. Next to me. My hand gripping her hand as if I'm about to give birth. Putting my head on her shoulder. About to hyperventilate. My heart is beating faster than it's ever beat in my life. And I've been in in a war zone before. So, you know... I'm anxiety's up to max level right there. And I'm just sitting there like, ah, if we go down and we score any points, we win, we win this game. We have a winning season. The first time we have a winning season since I was a senior in high school. And I've been out of high school for a couple of years. So, um, I am not 16. Like some people believe, but it's just, it was just honestly, Win or lose, it was just the excitement of that game. That feeling at the end of the game is like, what was on the line? Even though, you know, win or loss, we weren't going to make the playoffs or anything. It was just the feeling of alive. Not, you know, it wasn't an excitement of, are we going to have the first win of the season or not kind of thing. Like when you go back to the 2016 Chargers game, it's like, "Ah, can we win our first game ever in a long time? No, this was like, you know, you had a winning season on the line. Mm-hmm. There wasn't much more other than pride. Winning season on the line. Sweeping. I mean, dude, we, we, we took that final game down the tooth and nail. Oh, yeah. And now, you know, hat tip to uh, Mosley for making that making that mm-hmm. play. Now, granted, that ball probably shouldn't have been thrown. It was kind of over, uh, underthrown to the um, first down mark. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, t- kind of take it how you want. You, but you know, Mosley got... made a great play on the ball. You also got to remember as how how – as how awesome Baker has been since, you know, Freddie Kitchen yeah. and his playbook has come in. He's actually still a rookie. He was still a rookie at that point. He's not in anymore because the season's over. He's a yeah. rookie. He was a rookie. The fact that, you know, he did what he did in those last eight games or seven games, I think it was, was pretty damn impressive. I mean, how I mean, many? I mean, take, take it for you want. I mean, we, you know, we battled tooth and nail with Pittsburgh. There wasn't a fucking block kick at the beginning of the game that solidified our season. That didn't happen this year. You know, we we took we took the game down to the wire. No team could do nothing in overtime. Mm-hmm. That was one of the kind of one of the things that uh, when it went into overtime with Hugh Jackson, like no team could really do anything. Um, so Pittsburgh Steelers, we tied twenty one twenty one. Then we have the Saints couldn't make a fucking kick to save our lives. We lost eighteen to twenty one. You know. Uh, then you have the Jets game. Tyrod Taylor gets hurt. Here comes Baker. Mm-hmm. Boom. Here we are, boys. 
Then you take the next game, the Oakland Raiders. Ah. You know, we lost we lost forty two to forty five off a fucking bad spot. Mm-hmm. Now, watch all the tape you want. The spot was what it was, but you don't you do not overturn that call. It's a first down. Game. Oh, no, no, no. Trust me. In my mind, we were uh, um, uh, what, what, eight, seven, and one. Like seriously, yeah. like after we lost, like, like before this game, and I literally looked at my, uh, looked at, looked at to uh, uh, Mrs. Dog or uh, Darth Batman, and I'm like, you know what? No, we are uh, before going into the game, we weren't, you know, what seven, seven, and one. No, we were uh, eight, six, and one. So I was like, you know. Mm, the record books might say differently, but uh, those record books books are wrong because the rest are stupid. Yeah. yeah, the 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 momentum that we're carrying into the off season within the organization and within the players is we're way better than that record, way fucking better than that record. You know, uh, it, so coming back Ravens game, we were there. Me and you were there. Yes, sir. Overtime, overtime win, twelve to nine. Mrs. Loved it. Mrs. Darth's first uh, Browns game ever. So she is one and she's got to go. She's got to go to all the games now. Did you, did you get her season tickets? Well, no, but um, not yet. Just just not saying that not yet is what your response is. Not no, no, yet. no. What I'm gonna say that there to all the dogs by nature guys out there right now, I'm gonna do a teaser. Next year's dogs by nature meetup is mm-hmm. going to be lit. Oh yeah, and BTB already knows what's up. It's going I to be know what's lit. Up. There's a little teaser. Everybody out in Radio Land, um, especially all of our dogs by nature peeps, be sure to be at the next meetup. It is going to be one for the record books. Yes, 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 very right, much so, so. Yeah. So, I mean, you take Chargers game. We knew we were going to get our asses handed by the Chargers. You know. Well, they we did. Knew. They did score two touchdowns on it. two uncalled it, you know? of false starts. But it's Philip Rivers, and you know I love some yeah. Philip Rivers, and I'm actually, you know, we they beat us. I'm rooting for the dude. Like I, I really, out of all the all the teams that are left in the playoffs right now, I want Philip Rivers to get a ring, just because you know, fuck Ben Roethlisberger, fuck Eli Manning, just let him get a ring. The dude that deserves deserves a ring more than any of the guys that were in the 2004 draft. Philip Rivers deserves it the, way more. Yeah, by the time it's all said and done, Philip Rivers will be in the Hall of Fame. He's a Freddie Kitchens of quarterbacks. The dude that <laughs> he's really good at what he does. Nobody really talks about him really a whole lot, and he doesn't. You know, you know, he doesn't get like that respect as much as you know the other guys in his class. Yep. So he's the Freddie Kitchens of quarterbacks, and that's right. Philip Rivers says, for some weird reason, you're listening to a broad Browns podcast with two guys that are half drunk talking to each other. I love you, and I love your eight, uh, 11 children. Let's get out. Let's get together and drink a PBR sometime. And I don't want to drink that's PBR. Right, that's right. Bullshit. I've seen you drink a PBR. Well, that's because <laughs> you paid for it. Huh, yeah. Free beer is good beer. Uh, it's the best beer. Free beer is the best right, beer. So, so next game, the Buccaneers game. Lost in overtime at Tampa Bay. Mm. Uh, skip that game. Fuck that. No, 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 no. Real quick, I want to say. All right, go ahead. You were, you were the the uh, uh, well, obviously you know the uh, uh, bra- uh, um, Baker Mayfield stare down. Yes, I'm pretty sure that stare down of the after the that that 60 yard field goal was more dramatic than the stare down. Yes. Did yes, you yes, see yes, his yes, face yes, yes. after that? Is like. 
holy crap. Like, like, literally, like, someone just took, you know, a thing of water and a thing Wait, of... he's he's looking at it, and he's got his hand, hand over his head, blocking the sun so you can see it, and he's just like, cut the fuck on. It's like someone took a block of ice and lit it on fire and blew up yeah. the, 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 uh, uh, um, um, Blew up a building. I don't know. You know, to, to me, to me, that was kind of, to me, that was kind of what started off uh, the whole let's fucking go Baker Mayfield thing. Mm-hmm. In his mind, in his mind, he was, you know, he was kind of playing, yeah, so-so. He, you know, he didn't really have a good game against Ravens. Did, definitely didn't have a good game against Chargers. He kind of lit it up against the um, Oakland. Got his, got his taste of what the refs think about Cleveland in Oakland. And then, and then you know, you take that Tampa Bay game, and his facial expression was like, "Bro, really? Like, really? Like, ah, goddamn! This is this is what bringing Browns quarterbacks all about." Actually, Fuck. actually, you know? you know what his face looked like? His look face looked like Bob Wiley returned a, a kickoff for a touchdown. Seha, Seha went down. 85 yards and scored a touchdown. Imagine that, dude. That literally, that was his face. Like, holy shit. Let's, How did that happen? Let's get, it, let's, get it, let's get another set hut from our guy, Bob Wiley. Set hut. Set hut. Love that guy. Dude, seriously. Did you see that Christmas, the Christmas tweet he had with the lineman? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. So, all right. So, Tampa game, you know, to me, that was what kicked Baker's Mayfield's mentality off now you take the pittsburgh game now the pittsburgh game you know kind of as we've been talking i heard some shit went down in the locker room Mm -hmm. um we were kind of talking off air about that um so anyway take the pittsburgh game and i think that really 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 put a sour taste in baker mayfield's mouth oh yeah okay so you take then the chiefs game we out out coached out played um, out everything on that game. Still put up 21 points. We lost 21 to 37. Made a lot of good halftime adjustments in that game. Hugh Jackson's first game as not the Browns head coach. Uh, but, you know, you, you take a game where you just lost your head coach. You just lost your offensive coordinator. Two guys step in. And, you know, you're, you're playing the freaking Chiefs. You know, that that was, uh, you know, uh, almost a guaranteed loss. Yeah. Freaking Freaking for, miracle if you win that game. For the fact, you know? no, no, honestly, I'm not gonna lie. For the fact that it was even as close as it was, was yeah, a miracle. Yeah, we played good ball. By, we the, good ball. by no means were we at a chance to win at yep. almost any point. Yep. It was just impressive that we came that close. Yeah. yeah. So, so like I said, you know, Tampa to me was kind of the first. Well, the first game where Baker was kind of like, okay, so this is how the refs feel about Cleveland was the Oakland game. And then you take the Tampa game, he was like, okay, this is what it's like. This is what it's like and been like for all the quarterbacks that stepped into the Browns against Tampa Bay. That freaking field goal, you know? Mm-hmm. And like I said, you take Pittsburgh and we'll throw that out because turmoil between, obviously, between Baker and Hugh during that uh, halftime there. Um, and then the Kansas City game, you lost your head coach, lost your offensive coordinator. Kansas City's coming to town. Kansas City's powerhouse right now, and got a first round bye in the playoffs. You know, you're you're really not supposed to win that game. It will take a miracle, but still make good halftime adjustments. So you take the Falcons game, ass whooping, put up put up an absolute ass whooping against the Falcons, 
in Cleveland heading into the bye week. And that really, like, to me, that really, like, solidified, like, okay, let's fucking go. So then you take the Bengals game coming off the bye week. Ass whooping. Mm-hmm. Laid it to the Bengals in Cincinnati. And not then, only that, we literally knocked their quarterback out for the rest of the year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So then we go down to Houston. Houston, powerhouse. Um, good good freaking team. Kind of out-coached, out-schemed, you know. Uh, Deshaun Watson kind of did things that the same things that kind of, um, you know, the Ravens and Lamar Jackson did to us, kind of used his feet. They got out to a very early lead. It was kind of hard to overcome. So then you come back to Cleveland. You got the Panthers. Ass whooping. Took the Panthers, spanked them. It was it was 26 to 20. We kind of let them back in the game. But for the most part, spanked them. Mm-hmm. So then you go to Den- you, then you go to Denver. Last time we beat Denver in Denver, what was it? Ninety. What was what was that stat? Ninety what? No, 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 no. You're wrong. The last time we beat Denver in general. Okay. I will let you know that I was literally pooping in diapers, and now I was at an acceptable it was, age. Yep, yeah, yeah, it was two thousand and three. I agree. <laughs> it was. March, no, not March, no, no, I was born in January, so we don't play football, it was week five of the 1990 season, I was literally less than a year old the last time we had beaten Denver, ever, Horseface was playing the quarterback of, and then versus Kozar, because, you know, Horseface and Kozar. Got a little bit of a rivalry. Well, obviously, yeah. I mean, it's Horseface and Kozar. <laughs> Sad thing is, well, because Horseface is Horseface, and I'm not going to get into that thing because, you know, that's a 20,000. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. But, yeah, so played Baltimore, or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, played the Broncos, won in Denver, great fucking win. Then you got Cincinnati in Cleveland. Ass whooping. How many times have I said ass whooping tonight? About five. Ah, pretty fucking good, Darth. Ass whoopings. So then you got Baltimore. Now, Darth, I kind of, I won't say I did or did not remember the end of the game so, so much. I do remember, I do remember at one point looking up at the TV and thinking like, I had to almost get out my T85 calculator and like add up the score because I was like, I was like, fuck, we're in field goal range. Like, we could score a field goal. And I'm like, what's the score? It, let's just say it was a good day. Well, whoa, 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 whoa. We are in Phil Dawson's skill, field goal range. We were sure. not in Joseph, uh, Greg Joseph field goal range. Sure. So, yeah, yeah. Um, hey, now I, I do want to say something because everybody's, you know, googly eyes over Phil Dawson, you know, and rightfully so. You better not mouth, bad mouth Phil Dawson right now because right now I will hang up no, this no, call no, no, no. No, and we I, will never talk again. Absolutely not. Would not do that. But everybody's, you know, ah, Phil Dawson's the greatest kicker ever. Yes. Let's let's not forget who was the original Phil Dawson. Uh, Phil Dawson? Matt Stover. Who the hell's Matt Stover? 
I know you don't you don't remember because you were a Packers fan back in the day. Matt Stover was a kicker that we had before we moved. You know, Mr. actually, Clutch. the funny thing is, this first time you actually said what you just said about I don't remember because of a Packers fan. That was actually correct because I was a Packers fan at the time. Was right. it not 95, 94? That's right. Yeah. Mr. I, Mr. Clutch, Matt Stover, won a Super Bowl with Baltimore. Was one of the few people that went with the team with Baltimore and after that first year was still with Baltimore and retired with Baltimore. But here's the thing is though, is uh, uh, Phil Dawson's like one of the, if not the uh, uh, um, top highest scoring Browns ever. And well, Matt Stover isn't. So therefore Phil Dawson trumps Matt Stover. I don't know who you are, Matt Stover. Screw you for uh, helping the Baltimore Ravens win a Super Bowl. So, oh, um, we can't, we can't, we can't screw Matt Stover. I mean, he is he is the cousin of my good friend. He's not Jen Matt Stover. Jen Stover, proud member of the Muni Lot Browns backers. Um, we can't, we can't, we can't say that on air. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm a little, I'm a little emotional right now. But you're you're talking negative towards my my boy. No, I'm not talking. Martin, I'm not talking neighbor towards him. I'm just saying that people that say, "Ah, you're, you're, back, you're, you're not." Back. That's great. Bring Dawson back. What are we going to bring fifty-year-old Dawson back for? What to miss a fifty-yard kick? Yeah. And then we're going to boo him? No, 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 no. Like, what, what's Dawson, gonna... Dawson now isn't Dawson when he was in Cleveland you, you do... making those clutch kicks, making those clutch kicks in the fucking wind and in the snow. I'm gonna... not that Phil Dawson. I'm going to make the same statement that I made back in 2010. You know when Phil Dawson's gonna retire is when we ki- he kicks the game-winning field goal for the Browns, and then as as the ball hits through the uprights, his twenty thousand year old body is gonna fall to the ground, and you're gonna see the ghost of him like wave at everybody, really happy, and he's gonna die a happy man. That's what's gonna happen. Cause it's I, not gonna it's not gonna happen. You shut your mouth. Phil Dawson. Phil Dawson. Too old to come into Cleveland and make the kicks that he used to. You heard it here first on the T6 podcast, the number one podcast for Browns fans talking to Browns fans on Dogs by Nature. Well, yeah, I mean, well, obviously because we're running Todd Haley's playbook. Oh. <laughs> 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 you got to throw shade at me. I'm going to throw shade at you, Butch. All right, all right, all right. So I think. I all, think... Hell, all hell filled Austin. All right. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So I All think right, so. That is our uh, drunken end of the season review. If you paid attention to this, we did gain steam um, towards the middle of the season. Kind of died off because we played superior teams, uh, but we didn't really you know, die off after midseason. I mean, we kind of like 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 like. I'll say di- died off. The, the, I, the Steelers and the Chiefs game, we we died off. Uh, here, well, no, we had one. We had two bad games in a yeah. close game. I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna hit a soft spot in you, for you. Or let, let let's compare this to the 2014 season, the Brian Horror season. Yeah. How many see? How many games in the last five seasons or five games did Brian Horner win? No, no, no. I, I am not gonna have this conversation with you because I agree. This this season was unlike any other season to where we started off good, we gained some steam. Uh, we kind of fell off a little bit, and usually when we fall off a little bit and end of the season, we're we're fucking four and twelve. You know that didn't happen. I mean, dude, we were in the freaking thick of things up until week sixteen, 
in the playoff race. You know, and yes. it's, it's a season. It's a season like no other. I mean, Darth, you're talking about a damn season where the Jets game Thursday night. There he is, the Messiah, the Baker Mayfield. Oh, I thought you were about sock nose. No, bro, that Thursday night game was like not only did not only was like the first win so fucking long. It was like. There's your franchise quarterback. I mean, I mean, know? dude, it the, was it was like getting the damn it was like getting the Nintendo 64 that you wanted when you were a kid. Now I want an Atari. You probably want a Nintendo 64 because you're a little bit younger than me, Super, you know, and you're still it, a Packers fan. Super Nintendo. Okay. And I got it, and I got Baker. So. So there it is, ladies and gentlemen. There is our podcast. There is our end of the season review. Hope everybody enjoyed it. We have been rambling on for maybe close to two hours. I don't know who's paying attention. All right, let's just put it this way. An hour, 19 minutes. We have been rambling on for 11 and a half PBRs. There is your timestamp right there of how long you've been Oh, Oh, dear Lord. If you're listening to 11 and a half PBRs. One black and mild for the victory of Freddie Kitchens. Hat no hat that, tip to my guy. Like I said, my guy G and T for putting me onto black and milds. That's great, Dacky, right there, guys. Um, that and a lot I, of Jack Daniels. I wouldn't Daniels. have smoked one if it wasn't for him. Um, this is the end of season review, Darth. I mean, hat tip for Easy Wee for always being incorrect and always proving me correct. Um, also, hat tip for Darth. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. For being such a great uh, co-host, host, I won't even call you that. Your family. I Thanks mean, for being a brother. I mean, Thanks seriously. for being a brother, Darth. Dude, let me know when you move back close here, because honestly, it's not, you... it would it would take to get me out of to get me out of the Carolinas. It would take something drastic, and knock on wood, that would never happen. If it does, yes, we will be garage buddies every weekend. I mean, no questions asked. We will watch the games together. Because I, I, right now I'm debating on, like, when I get, like, 10 years older, move to Cleveland or move toward closer to you. Because, I mean. The coast the coast is the way to go. But, we but, have so many. Every single day, Darth, I meet all sorts of guys from Cleveland, from Ohio in general. You know, I, I, I meet somebody and it's like, you know, like I said, I run an automotive shop. So it's like, hey, what's your phone number? Oh, Eric 330. Oh, whoa, you're from Cleveland. You know? Yeah, I'm from Cleveland. But cool. You, you, but, are you a Browns fan? And like, that's my first question, Darth, because I'm like, are you a Browns fan? And if they say, no, I'm a Steelers fan. Well, guess what? Your bitch ass is getting charged double. <laughs> you know, sorry, but, your, sorry, your alternator is going to cost you 1300 bucks. You should have rooted for a fucking better team. You putts. But you know, oh, nice. hey, hey, you're hey, you're a Browns fan. Well, I'll buy the alternator for 130 bucks and only charge you like 135 because you get the Browns fan discount. But you know the nice thing about like living near Cleveland is season tickets that you have not got yet. Well, no, because I don't live near Cleveland. You can't. Well, you're closer than me. <laughs> yeah, but doesn't mean I live close. It's well, a four and a half hour drive. Season. Don't be whispering season tickets unless you're going to buy them. Shit, man. Well, I think with this, we shall call it a do. And we will see you guys next week on the latest edition of Absolute 10 and 6. 
All right, I got one more thing to say before we get out of here, Darth. Okay. I've been wanting to say this for the past two hours. You know what that is. My flies down. <laughs> Fuck Pittsburgh. Fuck Pittsburgh. Well, obviously, I mean, you can't end a show without that. That's the most important thing ever. All right, guys, girls, everybody out in Radio Land. Um, guys, girls, Easy Weave, whatever the fuck you are. And Freddy Kitchens. Um, yeah, Freddy Kitchens playbook. Suck on it. Easy. All right, guys, we'll see you guys next week. This is the end of the season review on the number one podcast for Browns fans. Talk to the Browns fans only on Dogs by Nature. This is the Absolute 10 and 6. Oh, and you down in anchor stay and if they told you what then why are you standing there all of my Hello, I'm Ashley Carmen. I'm Caitlin Tiffany. We're the hosts of Why'd You Push That Button, the Verge's show about all the choices technology forces us to make. We're back for season three, talking about questions like, why do you delete your tweets? And why do you type in lowercase letters that make you seem like a serial killer? And why are you on an exclusive dating app? You're not that special. We're releasing a new episode every Wednesday, and you can find this anywhere you typically find podcasts, which is Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts. So go ahead and subscribe and check us out.